Hello and welcome to Carl's Interviews in podcast form. This is an audio extraction of the live interviews that I've conducted with some absolutely fantastic guests from all walks of life with a common theme of being truly inspiring and I cannot wait for you to hear their story. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to another of Carl's interviews. Today I'm joined by Andy Turner. Andy, during his track and field days, was a Commonwealth, European and World medalist, but he's also, and I think less people are aware of this, experienced success within the world of bodybuilding and tried his hand at boxing as well. With all that in mind, Andy, which one are you then? Um, how do you refer to yourself when you kind of talking to others about what sport you now do or did? Uh yeah, I mean, I'm going to be. A, I'm going to say ex-athlete. I'm just okay. saying um, somebody who can't stay retired for too long. I'm always yeah. looking for that next thing. But I am uh, athletics. That's me. That's who I am. That's that's my background, and I, um, I suppose that's what I'd prefer to be remembered for, rather than being punched in the head. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and have you at any stage used the O L Y letters after your name that you were permitted to do? I, I, to be honest, I haven't. I, I do have <laughs> that choice. And I probably should, because, you know, it, it is something to be proud of. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I just haven't. I, I just don't know. Maybe you could use it, essentially, when you're writing for, like, a hotel room or something, just casually drop it in then. As it open yeah. bracket, fill upgrade for me or something, look after you. Do you know what it is, though? I, I'm very much kind of, that, that chapter of my life is closed now. I don't, okay. really, I don't really talk about it. Unless somebody asks me about it, I'm never going to mention it anymore. Right. Um, I don't really know why. It's, it's not... You know, it's not something I'm, I'm consciously trying to forget. It's just that time has, has finished. Um, yeah. But yeah, if somebody asked me, I'm, you know, I'm happy to talk about it. But uh, yeah, the, the, o, the OLY thing, I don't know. It's, it's just, um, I, I'll just leave it as it is. Just leave it as my <laughs> name. <laughs> it's, if we can this year, I'd like to obviously talk about the athletic bit because how can we not? And it's really interesting you say that kind of you don't talk about a chapter because I could almost understand it if there was a, a finish in your career where, you know, serious injury had stopped it or you hadn't achieved what you set out. But with the medals you have, you clearly were at the top of your game for a period of time. So it's surprising to hear that. And then definitely it'd be rude for us not to explore the bodybuilding side of it and what got you into it and then some of the experiences you've had with that as well. Oh, there's so much to go over, it really is. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, with, with, with the athletics, I, I'm very proud of what I did. I think I'm very, I like to think I'm very humble. It's just one of those things that is a chapter of my life where you do it, then that door closes, you do something else. And I don't know, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I suppose I don't kind of reflect on the, uh, or, or, or kind of, um, in my head, I don't kind of realise or equate how kind of good it was yeah. or, or impressive it was. It was, at the time, it was just normal. And that's how it seemed. Just going to, an <laughs> or going to a world championship was normal. Yeah. And lining up against the world record holder, it was just another fella. So it's not, it's not until you kind of look back and, re and retire and you actually think, wow, that's, that, that was actually you know, amazing. You know, I, yeah, Usain Bolt's manager was my manager. So yeah. I, I'd travel around to competitions with Usain and we'd be on the same flight. We'd, be, we'd, we'd have lunch together and, it's just, at the time, it was just you saying. It was normal. And then now you're retired, like, wow. That's <laughs> absolute madness. Um, well, do you get the impression that anything to do with you saying a flight or lunch wasn't a quiet affair? 
Do you know what? It, it, is, it is exactly what you say of him. Yeah. You know? he's, just a, he's just a lad. He's a good lad. He's a funny lad. Um, after every big competition, you know, he'd always do well. So he would have a club night. Yeah. And all of our, all the management would go down to, all the management and the, the other guys in the same agency would go down to the club where, where he same was and it was free drinks. And yeah. It was just the most bonkers night you could ever imagine. <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you some stories. It was just madness. Um, good times, but you know stuff that happened ages ago. And you know, then I've, I've got I've got four kids to deal with and two dogs and, and, a, and a mortgage and a wife and everything. So it's just <laughs> you move on to other other things that yeah, your life, I suppose. I guess one thing I'm always interested in with those that have kind of done athletics at a young age and then moved on. What got you into it? Because I seem to recall reading that actually as a young lad, it's not something you expected to ever excel at. You weren't, you know, because you get some people that are mm. proper top of their game from a young age. But yeah. maybe this is a humility thing. But how did it all come about then? You realised that this was something you had a real talent for. Um, I don't suppose I ever kind of realised my talent until I was 20, I suppose. It was bizarre because... There's a big competition called the English Schools as an athlete, and it's the yep. biggest competition you could do. And, you know, I went to my first English Schools as a short, little, chubby kid, and I came last in my heat, and I didn't really care, to be honest, because it was yeah. just a big competition. I was quite happy to be there. And then the following year, I came fourth, and I was like, okay, actually, I'm not bad at this. But it, never, it was never something I thought could be or was a career. It was just something I did. And, you know, as, as I progressed through the age groups, I ended up winning it one year. And even then, it was just, you know, I was pretty cool but now I'm going to get I've, I run for England the next week in Ireland yeah. and, and that was amazing and I was yeah, just man. already I felt like I was punching above my weight and um, at, at the age the hurdles are quite small they're only three four and as you go through the age groups the hurdles get larger and larger yeah and to the full height of three feet and six inches and I struggled with them for years I couldn't do them so I've gone from being you know pretty well ranked in the world and, and the morning Britain to them being not even a top 100 or 150 in Britain um, and I suppose it was that kind of period. I was at college and I was going out and I was enjoying myself and, you know, being distracted. I was still training. <laughs> I ne never thought in a million years it was ever going to happen for me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it did. One training session, everything clicked. And then from then on, I started to think, actually, I can, I can be quite good at this. And I never thought about Olympic Games. It never crossed my mind to go to a Games until I actually qualified. I ran the qualifying time and I was like, wow, that's, that's blowing my mind. And I was 23. You know, I went. I never made a junior team or an under-23s. I wasn't good enough. Yeah. The Olympics was my first ever championship. And, um, you know, it was completely being thrown at the deep end. But uh, <laughs> it was a steep learning curve. And, you know, I got, I got injured quite early on in the season. I ran the qualifying time and then got injured. So yeah, I didn't know if I was even going to run or not. It was, I, had, I had about 25 injections over the last the week leading up to the Games just to get me on the track to try and keep me... I just wanted to run. I just wanted to cross the finish line and call myself an Olympian by this point. Was this um, the partially ruptured uh, Achilles that you get all the injections for? Yeah, well, yeah. it was my Achilles. But then once I kind of got that, got that sorted out, the first training session I did back, I tore my quad. Uh, and that was a session before leaving for the holding camp in Cyprus. Right. So it just couldn't have gone any worse. And it, the Achilles flared up again and I was having quad injections, Achilles injections. And it was just, wasn't very nice. But, um, you know, it, it, I didn't think about, I didn't think of going to the Olympics to try and do well. I just wanted to cross the finishing line. Yeah. Just call myself an Olympian. And that really was the target at that point. And obviously, as you get older and you, you become more successful, your, your, your targets change. But at that time... That was my target. It was just across the finishing line. 
Presumably then, if you had that, I suppose, outlook on it and you were so genuine in terms of how well you've done, the pressure must have been off you a little bit as well. Because as you get better and you're, as you were, defending champion, reigning champion, then people are looking at you as the man to be. Yeah, at that, at that time, though, I mean, I was, Colin Jackson and Tony Jarrett had just retired. So I'd kind of stepped up as yeah. number one. And that was that was crazy because obviously I'd looked up to those guys and I'd trained and I'd raced them a couple of times and all of a sudden I've gone from being well, well behind them to then being just thrust into the number one position. And it was weird because I wasn't used to that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I I kind of, I kind of thrived on that, I suppose. I, 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 it it helped me to kind of push on throughout my career, I suppose, and, and, and develop. Um, And then, yeah, I, I enjoyed being, I enjoyed being in the top spot um, and having everyone chasing at my heels. It was it was what spurred me on to really kind of, you know, be better myself. And you know, I'm my worst critic. If I have a bad race, I, I'm quite happy to tell everybody. And um, it, you just have to make sure that every race is absolutely on point. And you know, hopefully, it all uh, it all goes plan. It did eventually. You know, it took a long time though, but it did. it came together. Okay. What sort of what stage then? Because it was Newcastle was your last race, wasn't it? At what stage do you decide right? That's it for me now. I'm, you know, I've done what I need to or what I can. Um, I'd won the Commonwealth in 2010. I won the Europeans the same year. Um, 2014, I went into those same championships as the reigning champion, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and Glasgow, I'd had it in my mind that I wasn't quite mentally where I should be. Physically, I was in good, in good shape. But I was on the, I remember just being on the start line all year and I just, didn't have that buzz anymore. I didn't have any adrenaline. And be honest, I, I'd look on the start line and I didn't care if he beat me or if he beat me. Um, and I, I, I had, yeah, I had it in my mind that whole year that that was probably going to be um, my, my final year. The year before, my mum had passed away, and I didn't want. I'd had to. I had bilateral Achilles surgery around the same time. I didn't want that to determine the end of my career. So I had to kind of get back onto the, onto track. So I think mentally I was probably already done from that anyway. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to get back on the track and, and finish in on my terms as opposed yes. to injury. Or, you know, my mum, she'd have turned in the grave if uh, if I retired, you know, off the back of... If she'd have been the reason life. for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She'd have haunted me forever. So <laughs> uh, I couldn't have that. So... I think, yeah, I was probably ready to retire then, but I had to keep going. And once I'd got to the Commonwealth in 2014 and I wanted it so bad and I ended up making mistakes and hitting hurdles and I, and I fell over. Yeah. Um, and I knew then that was that was me. I, just, I needed normality in my life. You know, I, my, my kids were, were, were getting older. I was missing a lot of their kind of growing up. Um, you live out of, a, out of a backpack. I was only in England for two days, and I go to Germany and race, and I'll be back for two days, and in Spain for two days, and back. And it sounds nice, but it's track, airport, hotel. Yeah, yeah. You have to perform. You know, you've got you've got contracts to fulfil. You've got my night contract. If I didn't run this time, I'd get cut. If I didn't run, you know, p- finish in this position, you wouldn't get paid a certain amount. And you know, it's, it's very performance related how you how you live on a daily basis to make ends meet, and it was tiring. And I'm just ready for some normality and not a nine to five, but just something that paid bills on a regular basis where I didn't have to be a hundred percent every single session and, and day. I was I was pretty fried, to be honest.
So this is why, obviously, so, and, and you, you moved on then, um, before we get the bodybuilding, it was then more of a personal trainer kind of role. Was that where you went on? For, was that the next step? Yeah, I'd already had a personal training business up and running. I was living in London at the time, and I had a gym in my house. Um, and I, I was, I had clients come to the house, and I'd train them, and I'd go to, I had very wealthy clients in the city I'd go and see as yeah. well. And, um, didn't have many clients, but they didn't need to, because, you, you, you know, you could charge pretty good money to be yeah. so I, I was seeing them and um I, I say i already had that business up and running so when i retired that's what i focused on more and yes yeah. that's what paid the bills and um yeah so, I mean, that's if we give the confusion then you said obviously i want a bit of normality a bit of nine to five pay the bills so bodybuilding it's <laughs> yeah. i knew a bit about it from your brother gary but it, to me that doesn't quite fit that category so you know how did that come about? So when I raced, I always tried to drop weight to get yeah. to a particular weight, which worked well for me. Um, yeah. And I used to run at about 78 kilos. And if you look at me on the start line, I'm pretty scrawny. I'm, I've got no muscles, <laughs> but I'm very powerful. I'm powerful. Yeah. So my power to weight ratio was really, really good. So, you know, as soon as, we, as, soon as you finish the season and, you know, I, I ate what I want, I drank what I want, I enjoyed myself. I'd put on loads of weight and I'd get to like 84, 85 kilos quite, yeah. quite easily. So to put on a bit of kind of natural size was quite easy for me. Um, and my brother, he'd, he'd entered, a, he lives in Australia. He'd entered a competition, uh, like a fitness model competition is called. Yes. And it's just looking ripped and shredded on stage and doing all the poses <laughs> and stuff. And, you know, I'd seen these guys in magazines, these ripped guys and thinking, wow, I don't, I've got no idea how to do that, but that looks amazing. And never thought I'd do that or could do that. Um, but then my brother done this competition and he'd got the photos of him looking like that. And, I, and that's what made me realise that actually maybe, maybe I could do this. Yeah. Um, I was sponsored by a supplement company at the time. And once I retired, you know, I still wanted to train. I still wanted to keep fit and do something. And I found that going to the gym for vanity reasons, it was, I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling what I needed. Yeah. And I had to have a focus for training. So, I spoke to my, my my sponsor and said, look, let's try and get on to do this competition in a year and a half, whatever it was. Um, and, you know, let's see if we can get, you know, get into shape for this particular competition. Was so it Miami me, that we looked at? It was called Miami Pro. Yeah. It was actually in Hertfordshire. So yes, it just sounds very nice. Let's just say it's in Miami. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, we got, we got their nutritionists, their trainers and everything. And they... You know, they put it all over their socials and it was their target then to get Olympic athlete, try and get him on stage at this Miami Pro. Of course, yeah. And, and that's what we did. It's, it, was, um, it was brutal. It was brutal, to be honest. And, you know, the first, few, the first few weeks or months, you're just gradually building up calories to eat in six and a half thousand calories a day. And you're blending up food and <laughs> blending up porridge oats. And it was, it was horrible. Then once you kind of packed on size and then you gradually start cutting down your calories to kind of reveal what's underneath, reveal yeah. the muscle. Um, and then week on week, you just kind of see new lines and stuff on your body. And it's really, it's, it's quite addictive to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it's very, you know, I'm, if I do something, I do it a hundred percent. I don't half do it. And you know, the missus, cause she can, she'll understand it when I'm doing it for athletics. Cause that was my job. Yeah. But of course. I did, yeah. I did the same for this competition and, you know, I, I was very all or nothing, uh, and and 
when you get towards the competition and you're very you're very you're in a calorie calorie deficit you you're moody you you're in a you're tired you're just a bit of a crap person to be honest um and yeah it it it, it wasn't a good place to be but um you know we did the competition i i i ended up winning it and then i did another couple after that and then um yeah called it a day with that cuz like i said to you now i'm i'm i love my cookies and my pizza too much <laughs> Hey, presume it must have been slightly different as well because when you're in the athletics the more successful you are you'll get maybe better sponsorship deals um looked after more financially um mm-hmm. whereas before the competition it, it, if you've not actually achieved anything you know, irrespective of what you have done in your previous career in this one um you hadn't achieved that had you so i'm assuming at that stage you weren't i suppose worth a lot of money to them it was not yeah. quite the same level so it must put a lot of pressure on you as a, a family man as well to try and provide yeah, like I said, I mean, I was doing the PT anyway, so that was kind yeah. of, that was paying the bills. I had time on my hands to train, and I was training twice a day. But um, yeah, it, it, it was it was just a, a tough a tough lifestyle to keep up. And you know, I, I think I, I what I brought to the table was something different. I'm not your average guy that is a muscle man already, and he's trying something new. I'm a completely yeah. different entity trying a completely different sport, and that's what kind of brought attention to myself and the, the the supplement company that you're backing me so much um you know without them i wouldn't be able to do it because they I, I learned so much about myself and the, the the whole kind of bodybuilding world um but yeah it's it's i don't know how, there's people who do it year in year out and i don't know how they do it because I, I, I yeah it's it's tough it's hard you know you go out for a meal and i'd have my chicken and my veg in, in a in a Tupperware case and yeah. everybody else is having pizza around me and, and you know you just it, it creates quite a bad relationship with food um, and you know even when I retired from all the bodybuilding I you're always there thinking about what can I have can't I have and it's it's draining uh, and it's, it takes like a couple of years really to kind of really get over that and wow. just be able to enjoy food again it's, it's, and not not be worried about you know those extra calories you might be putting on yeah. and just, I don't care now. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what about interest well, because obviously you have to go through a real, I suppose, vigorous program in terms of water as well and building it up and then losing as much as possible. So yeah. can you explain a little bit about what that involves? So yeah, you're trying to dehydrate. So on your, on your competition day, you want to be um, dehydrated, but fully carved up. So a couple of weeks before, and I say about 10 days before the actual competition, you gradually, you gradually delete, depleted yourself of kind of a lot of your carbs, but then yeah. all of a sudden you'll just drop carbs completely. So you've got 10 days, let's say, with no carbs whatsoever, and you are a horrible person during this time. It's not very nice at all. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, so let's say about a week out, you'll, you'll drink about eight litres of water that day. Um, so you drink about four litres, and then each day you gradually build yeah. up your water because you're, you're trying to manipulate your sodium levels so that your body gets used to just draining yourself of water because you've given it so much so once you've about a day or i think 24 hours before the competition you you, you cut water out completely but your body still gets rid of the same amount of water of course yeah so every time you go to the toilet you literally feel yourself getting <laughs> like this and getting drier and drier and you you know you've got no spit in your mouth when you blink you can hear it it's just <laughs> horrible it doesn't sound uh, natural, really, does no, it? No, it's not. And at, but at the same time, you've gone from having no carbs to then carbing up. So you have yeah. a day or day and a half where you're eating, you know, just potato, loads of potatoes. Right. And it's amazing how your body goes from being quite 
without clubs, quite quite soft and and small, I suppose. Right. And all of a sudden, you carve up and you look twice the size, and you're and you're dry with it. So that's where you get the, that conditioning of oh, looking ridiculous on stage. Yeah. So you look your best, but you feel your worst. You feel absolutely <laughs> horrible. So yeah, it's not not a, it's not a nice place to be. But um, you know, I've got the photos. That's what I wanted. The idea initially was to get the pictures and yeah, you know, just to say that I've done it. I've got on stage. I, I looked pretty good. Um, and then you know, when the kids start bringing boys around, they I can just show them this is me. This this photo is me. <laughs> and I was big. I was solid. Six pack. <laughs> get one of these in a minute. You know. You don't treat her well. Well, I was talking because I ran to, I met Colin Jackson last year and still stay in touch with him and, and Jamie. And I was saying yeah. to him about the fact he just never seems to age ever. And we talk about you, and he said, Yeah, and he's looking pretty well and pretty good these days as well. <laughs> and it must be such a stark contrast when he bumped it a bit when they saw the photos of you, know, you just as a, a normal bloke, albeit an athlete, and then ridiculously ripped, you know, without almost yeah. an ounce of that, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was ridiculous. It's, I was always pretty lean anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's just what it's, it's amazing what you can learn to really manipulate your body to, to kind of be to bring down those that last bit of body fat. Um, you know, you, you can pinch your skin and it's just this. That's it. It's just a tiny bit of skin. It's, it's like pinching the back of your hand. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It really. It's quite. It's quite unreal to be honest. Um, I do miss looking like that. I mean, I'm not in bad shape now. Yeah. I do miss looking like that, but I don't have it mentally to be able to. You know, I, I would eat exactly the same thing at the same time every day until Saturday afternoon, until yeah. about between two o'clock and four o'clock, I could eat anything I wanted, absolutely anything I wanted. And, I absolutely, and I'd binge to the point where I'd feel sick. Then yeah. I wouldn't want anything bad again, and I'd, I'd <laughs> back on it. So, you know, you're literally, you know, six, six and, and three quarter days, you're eating the same thing at the same time, and it's boring, it's repetitive, no, and it's no. a long time to do that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you just have a massive blowout, and you know you get back on it again. It's like I say it's, it's, you look good, but it feels terrible. <laughs> and what did your brother make of it when you you got to that stage and you kind of, I suppose, following his footsteps and achieved what you did? What did he think? No, he was impressed. But you know, if you look at my brother, um, I don't know if you've been on to on his Instagram, but it's um, yeah, I had a look earlier. Yeah, I mean, you see him; he's massive. He's yeah. got almost half a million followers. He's absolutely huge and he's shredded with it and he's that that's his life his bodybuilding was with my athletics the same thing yes. yeah um, and for him now it's his job he, he you know he, he get paid to promote certain products and, and and instagram posts and stuff like this so um he he was uh he was he was almost annoyed at me i suppose when i <laughs> said i don't want to do it anymore right um, because he he'd seen that i'd kind of you know done pretty well and i'd won yeah competitions that you know were, were pretty prestigious in that circle yeah, yeah. um but i just didn't care really it, I, it, that, yeah i didn't really care i needed something di different and that's when the boxing yeah. started i suppose I, well that leads us on nicely then doesn't it so yeah how did the boxing come out is that something you actively saw or someone suggested to you or was it a bet i mean no i mean i've always been into boxing i've always enjoyed it um never thought that i would ever get in the ring um, yeah. didn't, didn't cross my mind at all but then a mate of mine in london he he'd um he'd entered a few white collar competitions and he'd had yeah. about five fights and you know he's not the kind of guy you think he's going to step in the ring and, and fight but i went to watch one of his fights and i was just thinking God, I, think, I like this i like the event you know walking down 
to the, doing the ring walk, the music, yeah, yeah. getting in the ring. And I want to feel that buzz again. That's that adrenaline. That's something I'd, I'm not sure I could ever replicate. It's, yeah. it's scary being on the start line in the Olympic. It's, of in the course. Stadium. It's, it's, you know, it's a huge buzz and you get 80,000 people cheering for you. But no one on that line is trying to smash my face in. No. <laughs> right? um, I, wanted to, I wanted to feel something different. I wanted to experience something new. So I just signed up for a white collar event and I put it on Twitter that I'd signed up for, a, for an event. Yeah. And all of a sudden there was a company called um, Boxing with the Stars. And yes. It's, it's Jake Young, Jake, Jake Wood, um, Max Brannan from EastEnders. It's his event with, with Spencer Oliver. So they ran it together. And somebody had dropped out one of their events. So they asked me, do I want to jump in and do it? And I'd only had like, what, 10 days boxing training. Oh, so you're uh, fight ready then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was actually getting ready for a bodybuilding competition. So I'd done no cardio whatsoever. Um, I'd never boxed in my life. You know, I've had a couple of scraps when I was a kid and yeah. stuff, but um, I'd never boxed in my life. And then after 10 days, I was like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll go and have a go. And, um, I lost the fight. The guy was, uh, he was very fit. He, he didn't hurt me. There's, I was just, I'd never known, experienced what, what being punched out was. Yeah. I never understood what it was. And then all of a sudden, I'm in the third round and I can't even lift my arms up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I lost it on points. Um, and you don't imagine, do you, that uh, like three rounds, because people say, oh, I've gone three rounds, but not until you actually do it. Because I did a little bit as a young lad in the army. It's not until you do it, you go, my God, this is something else in terms oh, of fitness. You, yeah, you, you can't, under, you, 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 none of my Olympic training could replicate <laughs> how I felt there. Nothing, nothing yeah. at all. It was just unbelievable. I mean, I, I actually had a chest infection for a week or two afterwards because it just tore my lungs out. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go to a fight and not experience having my arm raised. So um, I carried on training for this white collar one. Yep. And uh, I I beat, uh, not the guy out in the second round. Yeah. Um, and then I had another, well, I've had, I've had five fights all together. Um, and yeah, one, four, lost one. And I think I'm finished. I don't, well, I say I'm finished. I think what, what I don't want to do is go to one of those white collar events and then I'm 39 now and then yeah. put me in a ring with a 20 year old who's just full of energy because I know yeah. that my energy levels are dropping down. Yeah. And that's the problem you have with these white collar events. They don't really care who you put them with. As long as you sell tickets and make them money, they're not really bothered. Um, so if, they came, if there was an event where it was like an over 35s event, something like that, I yeah. would consider it again. Um, I just don't think I'd tell the missus. Yeah, <laughs> she absolutely hates it. <laughs> What was it like fighting Dwayne? Because obviously both you come from similar backgrounds, but obviously yeah. um, you know, a bloke you admired. What was that getting like getting in the ring with him and knowing that you've got to do some damage now? Yeah, I mean it was bizarre because the, the company phoned me initially. I mean it all came about. Um, it was a company called Blue Moon Events, and they just they got in contact with Twitter and said, "Do you want to fight in our event?" And well, you know, I might. Yeah, why not? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in that. I mean, I'm in yeah. my, my era of fighting, so why not? Yeah. I said, why don't you fight Dwayne? I'm like, what Chambers? He's, you know, he's a big lad. He's, I used to look, you know, I looked up to Dwayne as an athlete. He's, he's, he's built. <laughs> he's a long, he's a big old geezer. And, you know, I, used, I trained with Dwayne in London at the time. And, yeah. you know, he's a mate of mine and he, he's a daunting chap. You know what I mean? He's look, he looks the part. He, like I say, he's yeah. pretty solid. And, um, I, I, it was bizarre. I phoned him up and said, look, Dwayne, do you want to have a fight? And he's like, what? <laughs> said, do you want to do this boxing match? And, you know, they said, they, they sold it to me as like a glorified sparring match. So I, set, I yeah. put that to Dwayne, but 
you know, me and Dwayne both know it was never going to be a glorified sparring match because we're of very course. competitive guys. Of course. So, um, he, you know, he agreed to it. And then he trained with one coach and I trained with another coach. And um, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a scary night, you know, walking, doing the ring walk and seeing Dwayne in the ring and, you know, big old guy. And, um, you know, I ended up, I ended up actually knocking him out of the ring yeah. twice. And then um, I won the There's fight. There's a super action shot of that as well, isn't there, that they captured? Yeah, there is. It's actually out, <laughs> out, out, out of the ring. I felt, yeah, I feel bad. I, 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 <laughs> Dwayne, years ago, he fell off a motorbike and he broke a bone in his face here. Okay. And during the fight, I re-broke it. That's, oh, dear. So, yeah. So I did, I, did feel, I did feel pretty bad. I mean, look, he's, he's in one piece and we both live to tell the set. Tell the set. And we're still friends and, um, you know, there's no malice in what we're doing. It was it was just, it was an experience and it, he's yeah. got something to take off the bucket list. So have I. Um, I've asked him if he wants a rematch, and he said, he said no, not a chance. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, yeah, so it was it was mad. It was mad fighting Dwayne. Really was. He caught me with such a beautiful punch on the nose. He, I think, uh, I think that's probably the cleanest punch I've ever had on my nose. There's a photo of it on my Insta actually, and he, uh, I, I, yeah, I thought he broke it at the time, but you know, it was still straight when I finished. Uh, a bit of luck, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was um, it was a mad night, crazy night. So what is next then? You've obviously you've done the athletics, you've done the bodybuilding, done a dabble of boxing, and if you can have a, a secret fight aside for the over thirty five without the missus knowing, you might do a bit more. Because you still, I mean, thirty nine, it's you can't be from anything. Surely you've got to have something else, another challenge coming out. Do you know what? It, it's weird because I think I said to this uh, um, the other day. I, it's taken me now. I retired at thirty four. It's taken me till now where I don't feel like I need to compete again apart from with myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't need to get on the stage with bodybuilding. I don't need to get in the ring and fight. I don't need it. I might like to do it, but I don't yeah. need to do it. And it's it's nice. It feels nice. It's, it, it, I tire myself out because I need to get on that stage and I give it everything. And I need to get in the ring and I give it everything. Um, and now I just, I go to the gym for me. And I enjoy my gym session. Um, you know, I, I like to keep in shape. Um, but I don't feel like I, have, I need that end goal at the minute. So it's, yeah. it's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good really refreshing. It is. It's nice. It's, because, honestly, I, I'm tiring. I tire myself out. Because <laughs> I, I can't half do it. If I'm going to do it, I have to do it yeah. to the full extent. And it drives my missus mad. She, you know, she... She, there's been honestly there were times when we, we were doing the, the bodybuilding where you know it, it could quite easily have split us up but she stuck by me and you know thank you very much um, and that's why you know it's it's nice to be able to to not be in that same place anymore yeah yeah it, it's interesting it, it, Ian's had a couple of comments there about boxing and he said try acting as well he's um, he, I met Ian after doing Tash Jonas last week and he's a uh, big fan of boxing and acting but um because obviously you did the commentary piece for a little bit as well didn't you well, yeah well you managed to interview some of the sportsmen is that something that interests you at all to go back to yeah so i've done the infield presenting so for the, like, the national championships or the um the anniversary games in london um there was times when i i do the, the infield presenting so when an athlete crosses the line i'd be there with the microphone in yeah yeah ask them about the race and interview them to the stadium. And then from there, they would then go to the BBC and do the interview for that. Yeah. 
Um, and I, yeah, I enjoy that. It's, it's very, um, you know, you have to be very sharp in the mind on the day. You know, there was a time I interviewed a shot put girl and I completely forgot her name. Okay. Um, <laughs> fortunately, she had a, the bib on the front yes. and it had her surname <laughs> on it. Yeah. So I had to kind of cough for the first name and then say her <laughs> surname. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is really hard work. You don't really kind of give the guys credit until you actually do that. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed that. I, I really enjoyed that. I've done, I've done quite a few bits on TV as well. And, again, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, but it's not something I've acti actively pursued. Um, I, ha I had a manager who, who kind of did all that stuff. Um, okay. But... That he ended up going to prison, so <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, a different yeah. story, maybe. <laughs> yeah, different story. So, um, you know, he doesn't he doesn't look after me anymore. But um, so yeah, you know, if anything ever came up to me, came to me, then I'd, I'd definitely consider it. But um, I just don't actively pursue it. I've got so much yeah. going on, family life, and you know, I run a, a boutique fitness studio in in Stockport where I live now, and you know, I'm just kind of cracking on with normal life now. Um, Presumably you need to stay in reasonable shape and fairly solid. So when you're the protection for your daughter, when her singing career takes off, you can still sort of look after yourself and keep everyone away from her. Well, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I do. That, that is why I go to the gym in a box. So I, when these boys do come knocking, you know, I yeah. can get a bit around here if you need it. But, uh, yeah, no, no look, I, I, I'll always train. I'll always do something. I'll always keep fit. Um, I, but like I say it's just more now for me as opposed to for that competitive side of things. Uh, I don't need to do it, but I want to do it, and it's nice. It's just it is, no, it's, it's a nice place to be, and it's it's a place sadly, <laughs> and they say often a lot of athletes they never quite reach because they're always competitive, always striving for something. So the fact that you've almost made peace with it and you're happy that's, yeah. that's a really good place to be. I retired. All, all, all the sports I've done, I've retired on my terms. Yeah, um, I wanted to retire. I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Um, had had my Achilles injuries determined the end of my career and forced me to stop, you know, maybe I would have, um, I wouldn't have been, I would have sat pretty badly with me and I would have maybe struggled with it, but I didn't and, and I don't. So um, it's all my choice. I, I'm happy where I am and, um, you know, I, I don't have any regrets in my career. I've done more than I could ever imagine in, in athletics. Didn't think in a million years I'd get on stage and get those bodybuilding photos and never yeah. get in a boxing ring. So, who knows? Maybe something else will be. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do something else. Maybe it's just golf or something. Fishing. Something like <laughs> if I have to cook fish, you're going to do something that sedate. Just something nice and easy. Where, yeah. Well, I suppose because did, did you ever sort of do any bits with Dean Macy when he was obviously doing his decathlon piece? Because he's massive into fishing now, isn't he? So maybe you can go and join him by the side. Yeah, of the, and talk I spoke actually. Because no, <laughs> during lockdown, you know, I'm, I, 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 I've got four kids and and you know you need a bit of time out, so I yeah. Agreed. I've been fishing for years, and I just got my rods and, and went fishing, and and I've got back into it now. And I spoke to Dean the other day, and he gave me a few tips. And <laughs> I'm actually going on Saturday, so I'm going to put these tips into use and see if it catches me a big one or not. <laughs> but I, I look forward to looking out for those because I was having a trawl through some of your photos, and rather wrongly, one of my favourites was the photo of the um, your Achilles when it was actually sewn, and they were working on it. So yeah. if anyone's, it's not for the faint-hearted, but what a picture to capture as well. I know. It's, it's bizarre. I said, I mean, going to the surgery, I said to them, can you take pictures? I want to see what it looks like. And yeah. there was a bunch more pictures, but I don't know. I, I haven't got them. My, my physio at the time had them. And it, it is weird, isn't it? Because I've, I've actually got, they were metal stitches that they okay. were in, in my foot. And they're, they're still in there now. Oh, wow. Um, 
yeah, it was weird because when I when they had it done, and obviously as it was healing, I could feel the stitches kind of grinding. Yeah. On the inside of my <laughs> heel as I move, and it's slowly like worn its way now, so it runs smooth. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird having these stitches in there. So yeah, what a picture! It looks like a piece of chicken smiling. With yeah, so I, I kind of did a double take as I was flicking through that because you got a couple of gruesome ones, including where you, you obviously split your finger on the spike and other bits. So it's kind of different. Yeah. Went, the hell is that? And then people asking the obvious question: Did you take that as if you were that nailed during surgery? Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gradually leant forward, a quick shot, and carried yeah. on. Didn't I? I'll do it again. Down there. No, I. That that was um. I'd uh, I'd, I'd partially ruptured my Achilles. That's yes. that's when they yeah. sewed that one up. But I'd had other I had Achilles I had two Achilles surgeries before that. Bilateral. It's called an Achilles scrape, where they just clean it out. Yeah, uh, and they remove. Um, another like a tendon called the plantaris which not everybody has only certain people have apparently and it's just look at the draw but I had and that was what was causing some of the Achilles problems so they removed that um, so yeah I didn't unfortunately get those pictures I would have liked to have been able to hold, hold my plantarises <laughs> like this <laughs> maybe flick them at people but <laughs> And if people want to obviously hear more about what you've not only been up to, but when this next challenge is, I still think it might. I know you're saying things are all good, but maybe you've mellowed a bit during lockdown. I still think there's something more in you. How can they find out more about you then or follow what you're up to? Um, just, I, I, I'm you know, quite active on my social media. It's all at Andy Turner, one ten h Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't think I'm done. I think I'd, if I, if, if I know a guy who, who's talking about doing an over 35s boxing event, so if that happens, then, okay. then I'd do it. But uh, are they going to tell that, you who, or just call you up and say you fancy a fight and see how it goes? I go sparring. I, I, I spar every every couple of weeks, and I go yeah. to the gym. And it's it's um, Ricky Hatton's brother, so Matt Hatton. Okay, yeah. His gym. I go there, and it's like a an over 35s boxing event, and we just go and spar. And we just go and have a punch up for 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 a morning. I love it, and. No one goes in there trying to kill each other. It's just, no. you know, it's just tactical sparring, um, and that's what I want to do. I, I, you know, if, if if that if they organise an event, then yeah, I'll jump on that and I'll do it. So um, yeah, wait and see, wait and see. But oh, the body I don't know. Like, I go in there. I'm in the gym four or five days a week. I'm still lifting weights. Yeah. I am. I'm. I'm trying to get back into some, you know, half decent. I'm not in bad shape, but I want to. Yeah. I do want to kind of pull together a little bit, a little bit more shape, but. Um, Stage-wise, no, that's 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 <laughs> that's done, and no master athletics neither. I'm not interested. <laughs> no. Well, and it's been an absolute pleasure this evening. I really enjoyed it. Brilliant. Uh, thank you thank so much for your time. And anyone that wants to obviously have a look at what Andy's been up to, he's got a, a really good active Instagram account, and obviously the other areas in social media and find him. But um, as I said, some of the photos are not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> <laughs> what I do? <laughs> you, you take care of yourself, and I, I speak to you soon, Andy. And that concludes another interview for the day. Thank you to each and every one of you for listening. And as ever, if you have any feedback, send it through to me at my Instagram handle of fighting underscore the underscore dadbot. Enjoy the rest of your day.